Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello. Welcome once again to another Wednesday night Bible study, prayer session, communion session. We're going to have just a great time tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to have a wonderful time. I just said that, but we are going to have a wonderful time. And thank you so much for joining me for the live stream. Those of you that are joining me for the live stream on the YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Those of you that are also watching us in the replay, or you may be listening by way of podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. We're going to have a wonderful time tonight. And as always, our prayer partners are standing by in the live chat area. So just chat in your prayer request tonight. We're going to be a bit interactive tonight, and I'm really excited about that. Our prayer warriors are standing by. Yes, they're standing by and they are ready to receive your prayer request. If you are watching or listening by way of the replay, just go to the website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, and click the contact button and leave us your prayer request there. And our team will be glad and ready and waiting to pray with you. In times like these, we need each other. And it's good to have someone praying with you. Amen. Amen. All right. Last week, we uh, began to talk about growing up. So this will be part number two. And I'm so, so excited about it. Are you excited? I'm excited. Get your Bible, get your pad, your pen, all of that ready, because we're going to dive into the word of God together. All right. So the scriptures won't be on the screen. You're going to have to look them up yourself. So get all that together and be ready because here we go. Let's have a word of prayer first and then we'll go right into Bible study and then we'll pray again and then we'll have communion and it's going to be a wonderful day. Amen. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this time you've given us, Lord, in our special place. Lord, this is that special place that you've given us to gather around your word. And thank you, Lord, for my friend, your beloved that is right now listening and watching from all around the world. Thank you so much for them. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I pray that you would just breathe life into your beloved at this very moment. Cause them to feel your touch. Cause them to feel your embrace. And Lord, if anyone is down, if they are depressed, Lord, I pray that you would just inspire them and refire them tonight. Lord, if anyone's going through sickness and they're really battling, then Lord, we declare even your word in the book of Isaiah that it's by the stripes of Jesus that your beloved is healed. Lord, we claim healing and we claim breakthrough. Those that are going through financial difficulties, we declare, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God, our provider, you always have a ram in the bush. And that ram is Jesus. Glory to God. And Lord, we thank you for being all that we need and so much more. Lord, lead us tonight in Bible study, please. Lord, teach us by your spirit. And we'll be so grateful. And we love you so much. Thank you for Jesus. Glory. We love you tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Woo! Did I tell you I'm excited? I am very excited to be with you. I've been waiting all day to get right here with you tonight. So, okay, I'm excited. Okay, that's last one. That's, let's go to Ephesians once again. So this is part number two. We started on this last week. 
We're going to go into part number two tonight. Let's go into Ephesians. We're just going to run right into it. All right, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 10 through 16. I'll read it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to go on. Tonight we're talking about growing up, and we're also going to be talking about prayerfully our inheritance tonight. You have an inheritance as a born again believer, you have an inheritance. There is a, there's a promise of God that is laid up for you, uh, not only in the sweet by and by, but right here, right now. And isn't it wonderful to know that God has laid up things for you to inherit, for you to come into even right now at this very moment? You're not just existing. God has called you an overcomer through Jesus Christ. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh boy. Let's go ahead and read, shall we? I'm telling you. All right, I won't say it again, but I am excited. Ephesians 4, let's look at it. Ephesians 4, verse 10 through 16, and it reads like this. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Talking about Jesus, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and, and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's look at verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We said last time that it is our responsibility to mature and grow. And the Lord gives, this, gives us these fivefold ministers, the fivefold ministry to help prepare us, to help edify us, to, to help bring us the knowledge of the Son of God, to help perfect or equip us for the work of ministry. Glory to God. You know, you're going to need somebody else. There's only so much that you can do at home by yourself. Yes, the Lord is with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he will send others to you, amen, to help you because he sends them at least two by two. You need someone else, let me tell you. I'm thankful that you're here with us tonight. Praise God, it may just be the two of us. Well, really the, the three, the Lord, you and I, amen. So let's go through this together, but we're gonna need each other. That's why the Lord sent them out again, two by two. He told, he, Jesus could have done his entire mission by himself. You know, he could have done it all by himself, but he gathered a group of disciples with him because you're not meant to do this alone. So let's follow the pattern and the leading of Jesus. He has friends for you. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You don't have to do this alone. All right, so let's get back. All right, so he says that uh, church basically uh, will be here until there is a unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of Christ. You and I are to grow up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Let's, let's just bring that back again. Jesus is our goal. We want to be like him. Thank God for the pastors and the teachers, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets. Thank God for all of them. Thank God for the apostles in Scripture and all the wonderful testimonies that's in Scripture. But we're not trying to be like them. We're trying to be like him, trying to be like Jesus. He is our goal. We shouldn't lower our standards to be like a man. No, let's be like Jesus. 
Now, it's okay to follow after. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Fine. As long as I see you following Christ, we're driving, and I see you following the lead car, well, then we're fine, right? But if you're, if the lead car is going that way and you turning off that way, I can't follow you. I've got to continue to follow Christ. All right. So it's our responsibility to grow up into him, to grow up into the measure and the stature of Christ. Let's look on because uh, the next few verses talk about that. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. See, again, God expects you to grow up. He expects you to grow up that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Doctrine is teaching. Every wind, every, someone's got a new teaching over here. Someone's got a new, new teaching over here. The Bible talks about in the last days, there's going to be doctrines of devils. I'm telling you, ooh, doctrines of devils. And as we grow up in Christ, you'll be able to discern what is of the Lord and what is not of him. Let's read on uh, verse 14 again, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness. They intend to deceive. Uh, let's read on. Whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Folk, some folk are just evil. You know, they're, they're trying their best to deceive, to carry you away with this and carry you away with that. That's why the Lord says we got to grow up into him. How are we going to grow up? I'm glad you asked. A key to growing up is getting in his word, to be filled with his word. We're going to get there tonight. Let's be patient. Praise the Lord. Verse 15. I love 15. Woo -woo. As a matter of fact, if you're in the chat area, type verse 15 if you're with me. Glory to God. Woo. All right. Anyway, verse 15 says, but speaking the truth in love. Come on, help me. Let me read this. May grow up into him in all things. That's your goal to grow up into him, speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is ahead, even Christ. That's what the father wants. He, that's his will. And you know, I've heard the expression go, if it's God's will, it's God's bill, meaning that he will equip you to do this. He'll equip us to grow up into Christ. Glory to God. I'm so excited about that. And Jesus I'm telling you, is our inheritance. Now, there's many more things that we're going to have, many more things that we're going to do. But let me tell you, the chief inheritance that God has for you and I is to look like Jesus, not only in the spirit, but also in the natural. He wants to shape our soul. He wants to transform us by the renewing of our mind. He wants to renew our mind. He wants to renew our soul. So we think like the Lord. And don't you know, if you, as you take the word of God into yourself, and his word is like a seed and it goes down into the good ground or is as a seed and it goes down into the good fertile ground of your heart. It's going to produce a tree that's going to produce fruit that's going to bless those that are all around you. This is one thing that I know that God wants to do and that he's doing right now in the body of Christ. Hear me. He is maturing you so that you can be a blessing to those that are around you. He's maturing you so that you can look like Jesus. 
so that you can walk like him and talk like him and do miracles, signs and wonders like him so that you can follow the voice of the spirit, be led of the spirit like him. Glory to God. So we have to grow up into him. That's our goal to grow up into him into the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ. Glory to God. You know, one man once said, he said, uh, you know, if I aim for the moon and I hit the top of the tree, at least I'm still above the ground. <laughs> you know, God has given us the ability to aim for Christ, to be like Jesus. That is his will. It's his will. So we have to say yes and amen, Father. It is your will that I am like Christ, that I grow up into him in all things, that I, that I attain the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Glory to God. So let's not settle, settle for anything else. Let's not settle just for a good time at church. Woo, the quiet show sang today. Woo, look at so-and-so. They've got such a, some beautiful clothes on. Look at them. Let's not just settle for just average, ordinary, where we speak our Christ, Christianese language. Oh, hallelujah, blessed and highly favored. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Come on, there's more to this life than that. God wants you to grow up, hallelujah, into the fullness, into the fullness and measure and stature of Christ. He wants you to grow up into Jesus, grow up in him. Glory to God that you won't be like children tossed to and fro, don't know what's right. Don't know what's wrong. Is this, is this the word of God? Is that the word of God? Is this the way? That's that the way we've done all that, haven't we? Yeah, we've been so confused. But the Lord said, hey, as you grow up, all that stuff won't be a part of it. You won't be tossed about with every wind of doctrine because there are some folk that lay in wait. They want to deceive. They want to get things from you, right? He said, that's why you got to grow up. All right, let's look again in verse 15. We're gonna, let's try to go on tonight. Ooh. He says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Those of you in the chat area and those of you that are also listening and watching in the replay, if you can, some way, somehow, chat in. I will grow up into him. Glory to God. I will grow up into him. Now, remember, if God commands you to do it, he's giving you the ability to carry it out. The Lord does not command you to do something that you're not able to do through his spirit. Now, you can't do it by yourself. There's no, no doubt about that. That can't be done. But with his spirit in the mighty name of Jesus, you can. So you can grow up into him in all things. That's a divine promise. That's some inheritance there that God is willing to grant you. Glory, hallelujah. Woo. Even to desire that is a work of God. Mm, I love that. Look at verse 16. It says, uh, now here again, we're in Ephesians 4, now verse 16, actually King James Version. Let's go on. Verse 16 says, uh, from, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. In other words, when every part of the body does what it's supposed to do, everybody is blessed. Hallelujah. As you grow up, I grow up, we grow up, 
and I do what God has called me to do, you do what God has called you to do, it blesses the whole body. Glory to God. And I tell you what, if your finger continues to do what it's supposed to do, it blesses your whole body. But when your finger decides not to follow uh, instructions anymore, it just it sort of dangles there, you know, it affects the whole body. It affects the whole body. When every part works as it should, it blesses the whole body. And that's what God wants for you. You're not meant to be alone. You are part of the body of Christ. Glory to God. And the Lord has a place for you. Yes, he does. Whoo, boy, excited. Let's go to Revelation now. As we begin to talk about our inheritance, Jesus, I'm telling you, is the chief inheritance of the believer. If you get nothing else, remember that Jesus, he is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. The father wants Jesus to be lift out on you for, for the world, not merely to see you, but to see Jesus through you, not merely to hear you, but to hear Jesus through you, not merely to feel you, but to feel Jesus through you. And I often pray, let your glory, Father, shine about me, in me and through me to affect a change in the world around me. Let your glory shine about me, in me and through me to affect a change in the world around me. And for in order for that to happen, guess what? We're going to have to have a renewed soul, a renewed mind, the mind of Christ, glory to God, because the Lord can lay up so much for you. But if our mind has not been renewed, we'd say, uh, yeah, I hear that. But, you know, that's not for me. That's, you know, that's for them. That's for them. I've done too much wrong in my life. So God can't be talking to him, be talking to me. He's talking to them. See, that's that's an unrenewed mind. We got to get into the word and you'll discover that the Lord is talking exactly to you. Yes, he is. Revelation. Let's go. Revelation 21. This is so exciting as we continue to talk about growing up and we're talking about inheritance, because really, in order for us to receive our inheritance, you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to grow up. Glory to God. We're going to talk about that further on down. All right. Revelation 21 verses three through eight. Let's read this also out of the King James Version. You ready? Let's go. It says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Mm, mm, mm. Verse four, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Aren't we looking forward to that glory to God? That's what's waiting for you. That's that's what's waiting for. That's part of our inheritance inheritance package. Glory to God. But we can't just continue to look there and overlook here because God wants you to be an inheritor right here and right now because the world needs to see Jesus. The world needs to know that he is alive and well, and you must be an overcomer. As a matter of fact, God calls you an overcomer, and we have to say yes and amen. No matter what the trial, no matter what the situation, you are an overcomer, and you have to believe that through Christ Jesus, I am an overcomer. Glory to God. Woo! Mm, 
Let me stay grounded tonight. All right, let's read, read, read a little bit further on. Verse 5, Revelation 21, verse 5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Oh, the Lord's going to speak. Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Look at verse 6. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. That's a part of your inheritance package. Glory. That's so wonderful. Look at verse number seven. It says, he that overcometh shall inherit how many things? Oh, chat that in the comment area below. Chat that. Chat that. He that overcometh shall inherit how many things? If you're reading with me. It, now, if you're driving, we understand. I'll tell you what it says in just a minute. But if you're not, I hope you're reading with me. He said, he that overcometh shall, in, shall inherit, type it in, all things. Good job. Good job. You're doing a great job tonight. He that, he that uh, overcometh shall inherit all things. Can you imagine that? The Lord said, you will inherit all things. And he talks about this some more in Scripture. So this is just not a one-off thing. He says, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We're going to talk about that. Let's go to verse number eight. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let's take a departure just for a moment. There are a lot of questions about this stuff. Some people say, well, you've heard people say so-and-so is going to burn in hell forever. You know, that's just a, who wants to say that against somebody anyway, but that's actually not a true statement. People won't be burning in hell forever. We understand that? According to the word of God, if we look in Revelation 21, I think 22, maybe 20, around, they just keep on reading, you'll find that death in hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. And all those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, not found written in the Lamb's book of life, will be thrown into the lake of fire. So, yes, hell is going to be there. It's going to be in the lake of fire. And people will be, unfortunately, also cast into the lake of fire, but not because of they've sinned. Here's the big thing. Uh, they're not going to the lake of fire, which is a second death, by the way. They're not going to the lake of fire because of sin. The Bible is very clear. They're going to the lake of fire because their names have not been found written in the Lamb's book of life. Let me tell you something. Jesus has defeated sin. Glory to God. He has destroyed it. Our sins were nailed to him upon the cross. He took our offenses away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man doesn't go to hell because or the lake of fire, which is the second death, doesn't go because of sin, because I, because I a drink. Oh, let's go down this because I'm fearful or, or unbelieving or abominable or murderer or whoremonger or sorcerer or idolater or liar. They're not going there just because of these things. They're going there because they're their names are not found written in the Lamb's book of life. Here's another statement for you. There'll be some bad people in heaven. Hold on. Catch me now. Don't go yet. There'll be some bad people in heaven and there'll be some good people in hell. How are we going to say that? You know, Saul 
did a lot of bad things. But the Lord converted him. He got saved, became Paul. You got what I'm saying to you? Peter denied the Lord Jesus, cursing. I don't, I tell you, I don't know the man. Curse word, curse word, curse word, whatever he said. Lord looked at him, Peter, and Peter cried. He denied the Lord, right? Wasn't that a bad thing? Absolutely. But did Jesus restore him? Absolutely. So there'll be people, at least in the eyes of man, that have done bad things, and even in the eyes of ourselves, that have done bad things and wind up in heaven. How is that possible? Because your admittance into heaven is not based on your works, but the finished work of Jesus. Glory to God. If it was merit-based, if favor with God was merit-based, we're done. How much good can you do to appease a holy God, a just God, the infinite, who is eternally good? There is nothing evil in him. There's no darkness in him. How much good can you do? to erase all the bad that you've done. It's not going to happen. You, there is no standard among men that will please God. There's only one standard that he's given to men, and that is Jesus Christ. So when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you believe on him, that him, that he that takes our sins away. Remember John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming to be baptized, he said, behold, the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. Jesus has taken them away. He's dealt with the sin. Now all those that go into the lake of fire, they go so because they want to because they've denied the Son of God. They've denied the only path of safety, the only path of life. They've denied the Son. They've denied Jesus. They've denied the Savior. Look at, look at that. Jesus is the Savior. He comes to save you. Remember, a dying man cannot, or rather a drowning man cannot save himself. You're, cho you're choking water. You're choking water. I mean, you, you're drowning. You can't save yourself. You need someone else. And mankind has been drowning for thousands of years. For a, a, however long we've been on this planet, we've been drowning. Jesus has to come and save us. God sent his only begotten son into the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Glory to God. So you find, and I said, you'll also find some good people in hell. What do you mean good people in hell? By man's eyes, they say, well, I thought so-and-so would be up here. But don't you know, you can be good in the eyes of self and be good in the eyes of man and be corrupt in the eyes of God. The Pharisees and scribes, what they do? They devoted their lives to study. I know this and I know that. And when God came walking in a human body, they killed him up on the cross. You know, they talked about him every time they get they plotted his destruction and his demise. But you know, the Lord Jesus laid down his life. They didn't take it. He laid it down. They didn't murder Jesus. Jesus gave his life. He gave his life for, as a ransom for our sins. He told them in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, boy, what Peter whipped out his sword and said, uh, get off of Jesus in so many words. And then uh, he cut off the high priest's ear, right? Jesus said, Peter, put your sword away. And he had to heal the man, put the poor man's ear back on his head. Glory to God. What did Jesus say? He said, don't you know I can call down 12 legions of angels? I can call down thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels that can help me, that can defend me if I wanted to. But how would the will of the Father be fulfilled if he does this? 
So Jesus gave his life. He wasn't murdered. He gave his life as a ransom for you and I. So those who put their faith and trust in him, you'll find their names written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. But you got to believe. You got to believe. I love what Isaiah 53 says, who shall believe our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Oh, I love that. Who's going to believe this? That Jesus has done the work. And now as we grow and develop in Christ, we shouldn't live a sin-based life. Oh, we should live a righteousness-based life. Glory to God, knowing that Jesus has taken away our sins. Now, what do we do with sin? He's washed, our, he's washed us of our sins. He's taken it far away from us as the east is from the west, but we keep on sinning. What do we do? Well, Scripture is very plain. He says, if you confess your sins before him, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And so am I confessing? Are you confessing to be forgiven? No, you're confessing because you are forgiven. Glory to God. We make confession because we are forgiven. Don't you know that confession helps unburden your soul? And that's why they're doing all those police shows. They, when they get the suspect suspect in the room, they, uh, and they, they, they turn the light off and look at him. Uh, go ahead and tell me. You know you want to. You know you want to tell me. What did you do with that chocolate bar? We know it was you. Now we have video evidence. Tell us. Tell us. You know, people feel so much better when they talk about what they did. When you bring your sin before the Lord. When you confess it before him, it drags that sin. It drags the enemy that calls that. It drags it right into the light where the enemy is exposed. So you talk that over to the father. Lord, I did this again. I confess it. Not only confess it, I repent. There'll be a whole lot of things that we're going to have to repent. You're going to be repenting every day of your life. Repenting simply means to change your mind to turn, turn from this and turn to that, turn from the world and turn unto God. We're going to be turning. We're going to be repenting. That's a part of this life because our mind continues to be renewed by the word of God and the Holy Spirit reveals to us, hey, that's not right. That's not right. Let's get this right. But before you didn't know it, but now as you're growing up, you're discovering it. Glory. Amen. So, the Lord has taken our sins away. Then what do we do? We confess our sins. We bring it before him. We drag that sin into the light. As long as it's a secret sin, the devil's got power over it. Let me tell you this. The sin has been taken away. But as long as we sin and don't confess it, don't talk to the Lord about it and don't repent from it. That's the devil's playground. He plays in darkness. He loves it when you don't say anything about it. He loves when it's a secret. The devil loves darkness and he'll keep you wrapped up in that darkness. So it is necessary for us to confess our sins before him. Yes, he has forgiven you and you're not confessing your sin to be forgiven. You're already forgiven. You're confessing because you are forgiven and you care about your relationship with your heavenly father. When you do something wrong, you're going to have to talk to him. And oftentimes, too, it helps to confess your faults one to another. Book of James says, confess your faults one to another and pray ye one for another that you may be healed. It helps to tell somebody else, brother, please pray with me. I'm weak in this area. Sister, please pray with me. I'm going through in this area. 
it helps to bring it out into the light. I'm not confessing it in order to be forgiven. I'm confessing it because I am. I'm not repenting because I repent to be forgiven. I'm repenting because I am. And I care about my relationship with the Lord. He loves me and I love him. And I don't want any devil, any demon to have any part of in my life. Glory to God. I've heard someone say, you know, well, I'm saved. So that means I can sin all I want to and still go to heaven. When I hear people talk like that, you know what I immediately think? How much hell do you want in your life? You say, Jesus has forgiven me so I can do what I want to. Let me tell you this. How much hell do you want in your life? But in every sin, pain is built into every sin. No, it's not God punishing you. It's built into the sin. There's punishment built into the sin. What am I talking about? You say, well, I can lie. Jesus, forgive me. Yeah, you lie to so-and-so, but what is that doing to your relationship? I'm committed. I'm going to commit adultery. Jesus, forgive me. God, forgive me. What is that going to do with you, uh, do to your marriage? Well, you know what? I don't like so-and-so. I'm going to murder them. What's that going to do to you when they find you in the electric chair or what have you? There's pain. There's punishment built into every sin. And the devil loves to traffic around saints and sin. Hear me. He loves. He waits at the door waiting to come in, waiting to spoil your life. Just like the Lord told uh, Cain in the beginning. He said, Cain, sin is crouching at the door and it wants to master you. It wants to come in and wants to get you. He said, but you've got to master it. You've got to subdue it. That sin wants to come in and that devil want, is waiting to come in. Why? Because you look like Jesus. You look like the very one who cast him out of heaven. You look like his maker. Remember, Jesus looks like the father. And if you look like Jesus, he sees the father in you. He sees Christ in you. And he's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. And every time you sin, we open up a door. That's why you be quick to repent, man. Won't man be quick to repent, quick to repent. You don't want to give the devil place in your life. Scripture says, don't give place to the devil. Don't give him an inch. Don't give him a foothold in your life. Be quick to repent. Be quick to confess and get that stuff out in the light. And one good thing you do too, one of the things the devil loves to do, he loves to plant seeds you say, well, I did something and I didn't see anything happen. I got away with it. No, you didn't. There's a seed planted somewhere. He'll come in and plant a bomb somewhere that's going to detonate at another time. When you think everything is fine, then boom. Then we think, oh, God has forsaken me. No, that's some mess that you let go some time ago. This is when you hear me, hear me very well. My goodness, our time is going. When sin does crop up his nasty, ugly head in your life, be quick to repent. Be quick to confess a thing before the Lord. I mean, you get before God and you confess it. And again, you're not confessing or repenting in order to be saved. You're confessing and repenting because you are saved or because you are forgiven. That's what we do. Dogs bark, cows meow. It's in our nature. 
We forgive because it's in our nature. We repent because it's in our nature. We have a new nature, and our nature always wants to be in tune and righteous before God. You, we don't want a guilt and shame in our lives, all that negative stuff. We want to keep that line open. Glory to God. Yes, you are still righteous. Sin is what you do. It is not who you are. Hallelujah. That is what I did. But that's not who I am. Jesus made sure of that. But I don't want to be caught with it in my life. Sin is destruction. It's poison. How much poison can you drink and not be changed? No, no, no. We got to get this stuff pumped out of us. Let's go quickly and get it pumped out of us. Glory to God, because this is not about me. It's just not about you. There are people around you that, that the father loves and he needs somebody to go and talk to him. He wants to show them his divine power and virtue through a human being. Jesus is not coming down again in human form like he did before. No, when he comes again, he's going to be coming on his horse. Hallelujah. He's going to be coming with the saints. Hallelujah. To begin his millennial reign. Glory to God. You'll find that also in the book of Revelation. Glory to God. But prior to his coming, even prior to this coming in the rapture, before the Lord comes for his body, he's going to come in his body. He's going to fill you with power and great authority, but we must grow up into him in all things. My goodness. Our time is just about gone. I feel like we're just getting cranked up. I'm so excited about this. I'm going to have to make a note where we left off. But let's just look at verse 7. Okay, look, look at verse 7. Just for a moment, we'll, we'll tap on it, and then we may just get back, start back here next time. So don't forget to tell me. Next time, we're going to start at Revelation 21, verse number 7. Okay, then we'll go on from there. As we talk about growing up into Christ, we talk about our inheritance. Look at verse 7 again. We'll just tap on this. Verse 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Text in, chat in. Uh, all things. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is, this is interactive. This is wonderful. And don't forget while we're doing this, chat in your prayer requests and let us pray along with you. Amen. Those of you watching the replay, make sure you go to the website, kingdomrock.org. Let us know your prayer requests and make sure you put in there too, all things. Oh, you know, it would be really cool too if you say um, where you came from too, whether you're in Georgia, where we are here, or whether you're in California, whether you're in Paris, wherever you are, just type it in too. That'd be so good. That'd be so cool to see that. You know, all right, let's go on. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Let's look at that word, overcometh. He that overcometh. The word overcometh means to conquer. It means to carry off the victory. It means to subdue. To you who overcome. Now, we already pretty much know, right? That in order to overcome, in order to be called an overcomer, we've got to have something to overcome, right? What did Jesus say about this? He talks about this in John, the 16th chapter, John 16. I think we're going to really stop here. Our time. Mm, mm, mm. John 16, verse 33. This is how it reads. You make a note of this. These things, the Lord speaking here, these things have, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Mm, we can camp out right there all night long, right? 
in Jesus. He said, in me, you might have peace. He says, in the world, you shall have tribulation. Now, tribulation means pressing or pressure. You're going to have pressure in the world. Who is he talking to? He's talking to his disciples, talking to his followers. He's talking to you and I. He said, in this world, in this world system, you're going to have some pressure. I hear somebody say, I feel it right now, right? You're going to have some pressure. You're going to, you're going to be pressed. He said, but I love the but. I'm telling you, sometimes the best part comes right after the but, right? But be of good cheer. I mean, celebrate. Be good cheer. I have overcome the world. And because Jesus has overcome, you will overcome. Glory to God. As we follow his teachings, as we follow his life, as we give our lives to him, as we submit to his will, we will overcome. Because Jesus overcame, we will overcome. Glory to God. And he has given us his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live on the inside of us. And the Bible declares that greater is he who lives within us than he that is in the world. We are overcomers through Christ Jesus. And part of that overcoming has to do with receiving his word, being a student of the word, learning his word so that we may grow up into him. The Bible declares that man or people, the Lord's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they don't know. But even further, it goes on. They don't have knowledge because they rejected knowledge. They rejected the opportunity. The Lord is speaking all over the world right now, just like he's speaking right here uh, on our, our Bible study. He's speaking right now. And there are many people that are just, just rejecting. I don't want to hear that. But I'm telling you what the Lord is saying to, to, to do is that we have to grow up into Christ. And it's going to take him to do that. We won't be able to do that in ourselves. Jesus is going to have to uh, give us his spirit and he has and as we allow the Holy Spirit to minister through us and to take us into the word we begin to grow and to develop so after the after the broadcast tonight go back and look look at these scriptures meditate on them let the Lord speak to you further about them he is the teacher all right so I'm going to make a note I'm making a note right now that we're going to start here on the next time all right start here and I'm going to put a smiley face. Smiley face. Yay. All right. That's it for the Bible study tonight. But we're going to have communion and then we're going to pray. And then that's going to be it for tonight. I had such a good time. So get your communion elements together. Remember, this is a pattern. The Lord gave you his body and blood as a pattern. This is to show us, tell us that we need to live a lifestyle of eating his flesh and drinking his blood. What is his flesh? The Bible declares that in the beginning was the word, word, the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. His flesh is his word. His word is his flesh. As we dine on this bread, dine on his body, we're dining on the word of God. He's saying, let my word be your daily diet. And then the Lord say, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We are to live with a constant diet of the word of God. That's the bread. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember what I did with my body. Oh my goodness, we keep going, going, going. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, Woo! my goodness. What a night. Thank you, Abba, so much.
Thank you, Father, for the body of Jesus that was broken for us upon Calvary's cross. Thank you for the wounds that were inflicted upon his body, for it is by his stripes that we were healed. We received strength from his body, and we thank you, Lord. We do this in remembrance of you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for dying the death for us, not only dying for us, but dying as us. And thank you for raising from the dead, not only rising for us, but also as us. You paid the price for us, and we receive you as a Lamb of God. We eat all of it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Oh boy. I've been saying I'm excited the whole time we've been together. I'm still I'm still so excited. I can barely talk. Nom nom nom. Jesus has some wonderful things in store for you. I mean some wonderful things in store for you. He really does. Can you believe that? Will you allow yourself to believe that? That God has chosen you for work? Will you allow yourself to believe that? Not, oh, he's talking about somebody else. No, you. Talking about you. The one whose eyes are on the screen, the one who's listening in the car or in the gym or at work, wherever you are, God's talking to you. There's still ministry left in you. There's so much for you to do. And I'm excited for you. I really am. You are an overcomer. That's hold up the blood. So with the pattern, the Lord is simply saying, yeah, you hear that? This is the four alarm fire right here. <laughs> the fire department just went by. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is an emergency. Let's continue to digest the blood of Jesus. What does the blood mean? Righteousness, favor, grace, the love of God given to you and I. The Lord said, remember what I did and why I did it. It was my blood. It's, this is the New Testament in his blood. And the New Testament says that he will remember your sins no more. Oh, I thank God for the New Testament. Thank God for his covenant. And Lord, we thank you because we overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies and not loving our lives unto death. Thank you, Lord, for taking our sins away, for cleansing us and washing us, and for sanctifying us, for making us meet for the master's use. We love you so much, Lord, and we remember. In Jesus' name, let's drink all of it. In Jesus' name. Oh, by the way, let's pray. Father, wherever the fire department is going, we pray right now, Lord God, that that everything will be okay, that they'll get there in time, that lives will be saved. And Lord, we pray just for deliverance for whatever's going on right now. Lord, we pray your blessings, your blessings go to the fire department and great peace wherever they have to go to. I pray supernatural deliverance for those families. And Lord, for everyone that is right now listening and watching, Lord, we pray for them as well, Lord, that you would deliver them and heal them in every way. Lord, we pray that they would exemplify the character and nature of Jesus to their family, to their friends, to the strangers around them. Father, I pray that you would arise in your people, arise in them, arise in them and let your enemies be scattered. Arise in your people, in Jesus' mighty name. I declare your word, Lord, in Isaiah 60, rise, shine. For your light is come, child of God, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness 
the people, but his light will be upon you. Father, I pray right now that your people will shine bright and shine great. Oh, that they would be a wonderful example of who Jesus is. Lord, give them great grace as they go forth and overcome this world. Because you've overcome, we will overcome. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. Thank you for this Bible study tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that ends another Bible study here, Bible study prayer and communion service here at Kingdom Rock. We're going to do it again on next week, the Lord willing. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about next week. We're going to be starting here, Revelation 21, verse number 7, and we'll talk about some more stuff. I'm so excited about it. Praise the Lord. All right, leave us a comment below if you like. If you're on the YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to do that. That helps other people to see it. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. Make sure you click that bell button, ding, ding, so that you can be up to date with the next video when it comes out or the next live stream when it comes out. We'll have more programming for you on, on Thursday night and Friday night and also on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're in the area, stop by. We'd love to have you. Until next time, remember, Jesus loves you. Glory to God. Yes, he does. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you all the next time. All right. Bye-bye.